This podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's blueberry with no E's dot com. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Transpersonal Radio with Angela Lynn Gibson. Remember, your thoughts upload your reality. Think wisely and always prepare to ignite. Welcome. Welcome to Transpersonal Radio. Transpersonalradio.com. Real talk for real life. Inspiring podcasts. Exploring personal empowerment. empowerment. And transformation. Through parapsychology, spirituality, and how your thoughts upload. upload your reality. And now your host, Angela. Angela L. Gibson. First of all, thank you for listening. And a big thank you to my loyal listeners who have stayed with me throughout the years. Welcome to all you new listeners. I've been producing Transpersonal Radio since 2010. Not without challenges, for sure. But I'm proud that I'm in the sixth year of Transpersonal Radio, and it continues to get better every year. I'm going to ask my listeners to do me a favor. If you find value in this podcast, please be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, or download the iPhone app or Android app. And please, share this radio show with anyone you think may find it helpful, thought-provoking, or interesting. Also, please leave a great review for me on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker, as that will help the reputation of the show and get it recognized by a wider audience. There's a lot of work that goes into creating and producing a podcast and radio show. Here's the thing, folks. Over the years, I've had some really amazing guests on this show, who speak from their core, who get real, who speak from a place of authenticity and integrity. These guests bring their A-game, providing you with quality content that can really make your life better. So by telling everyone you know about Transpersonal Radio and getting the word out, these guests really can make the world a better place. Thanks again for listening. Hello, Transpersonal Radio listeners. Here we are almost through the second month of... 2016 already. Where does the time go? How many of you have achieved your New Year's resolutions? How many of you are even on track with your New Year's resolutions? Do those questions give you anxiety? Did you even avoid making New Year's resolutions because you wanted to avoid the anxiety of failure? I'm really excited about today's guest, Andrew Pierce, who is going to walk us through five steps to an anxiety-free 2016. However, I bet you what Andrew is going to share with us will be tools you can use even beyond 2016. Andrew Pierce is based in Melbourne, Australia, and works as a transformational mentor and behavioral profiling consultant specializing in the area of anxiety. Andrew's focus is guiding people in overcoming their frustrations and anxieties through the combination of improved mindsets and spiritual principles and philosophies so they can live a rich and fulfilling life filled with love, joy, and happiness. Having suffered from both social and general anxiety, Andrew has learned a lot about the process behind anxiety and how to go about creating powerful personal change so that we can experience more confidence and trust within ourselves. He works with clients, assisting them in moving into a positive state of being and creating the reality they desire, a state of being where self-love, self-trust, confidence, strength, and more enables them to feel comfortable with themselves and confident in creating the life they want to live. You know, folks, in our busy, technology-driven, overbooked lives, anxiety affects so many of us, and it can show up in different ways and at different stages of our lives, sometimes so much so that one can remain completely stuck. So I, I have to say, I'm really excited to hear what Andrew has to say. He has experienced He's gone through it himself, and he's not only survived all of the anxiety, and, 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 you know, people who suffer from social and general anxiety, they know how crippling that can be. So to be able to not only get through it, but then master it in a way that can be taught to others, this is going to be some really exciting stuff. Andrew has designed a way to assist you in becoming the best version of yourself. And as someone who knows how to definitely handle anxiety, I bet he's going to have some really great insight for us. The other thing that's really great about Andrew is he is not about just the quick fix band-aid. He's about some powerful personal change so that your life truly does make a shift. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. 
Thank you, Angela. Thanks for having me on board. I'm really excited about sharing what I've learned, a couple of cool principles and ways to look within and expand your self-awareness so that you can take yourself to that next level and and live that anxiety-free life. Fantastic. Before we get into the five steps, let's talk about reality as it is for so many people. As my listeners know, the premise of all the work I do is that our thoughts do upload our reality. And I invited you on my show, Andrew, because I absolutely resonate with your philosophy. I went to your website. I was checking out what you had to say, and and I thought it was on my own site there for a minute. I was, oh my God, this guy's on my wavelength. This is amazing. Now, You address an issue that I call shooting all over ourselves, and you say, and I quote, in a world where pressure to be more, become more, and to gain more are so prevalent, is it any wonder anxiety is such a common issue? Fears of failure, getting it wrong, being rejected, falling behind massively contribute to feelings of insecurity, lack, and not being good enough. There are many shoulds within society that add to the pressure and anxiety experienced by many. And I have to tell you, Andrew, this really resonated with me because I just experienced this situation again this weekend. I really put my all into something and I didn't quite measure up to someone's expectations. And even though I touched, the, I, I, I spent a lot of time touching this topic, you know, really, really talking about it with other people. I'm finding myself having anxiety again right now because of what I just did. And and even though I know I held myself in integrity and I did the absolute very best I could, I didn't meet this other person's expectations, and that makes me really sad and anxious. So what advice do you have for those finding ourselves in this cycle or the situation of the shoulds and, and the obligations and not meeting expectation? Yeah, so first off, it's very much bringing yourself uh, bringing your self-awareness to what the shoulds are and what shoulds that you have in place. Uh, a lot of times in life, there's a lot of unconscious meanings, um, unconscious fears and whatnot that result in, in if, um, experience anxiety and whatnot. But because they're unconscious to us, they're, they're driving us without us really knowing what's going on. So for an example, when you go and do something and might not meet someone else's expectation. Consciously, you might say on a, on, a, on a conscious level, say, yeah, I know it's got nothing to do with me and I, I've done my best job and, and, and etc." However, under the surface on an unconscious level, there could still be a meaning that you're holding on to, which is actually communicating to you um, that the fact that I haven't met this person's expectations means that I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And it's these unconscious meanings and unconscious shoulds that really do play quite a strong part and the big part, the big thing that really helps and definitely what you, you do in a coaching session with my clients or whatnot is expand their self-awareness, get them to a point of understanding how they're thinking, why they're thinking the way that they are, how their thinking is working for them um, and what they're trying to avoid, what meanings they're making. Because when these things then fall into your conscious awareness and your self-awareness, you're now empowered to create change, let go, apply new meanings uh, that are going to support you moving forward, living the life that you want to live. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, Andrew, I talk a lot about uh, what I call viral patterning, which is it's, it's uh, patterning that can be handed down through the DNA, through genetic programming. It's patterning that can be handed down environmentally through how we're raised or what we're exposed to as, as we're going throughout our lives. And this viral patterning is something that gets into the subconscious mind and sort of motivates our behaviors. And you have a similar philosophy. You, you say, and I'm going to quote you again here because this is just so perfect. We cannot create a new reality for ourselves by being the same person that we've always been. And I just, I love that. Explain a little more for our listeners about where you're coming from with that idea. Okay, so as you mentioned before, like that our, our thoughts create our reality. Um, and that's very much, you know, you can dive into the law of attraction there. Um, and our thoughts do create our reality. And we grow up, events happen, thing, moments happen, and in those moments we make it mean things about us. And we hold on to these meanings and we hold on to these fears because it's all coming from the ego and it's this, it's this illusion that we need to hold on to keep us safe. Um, so let's say you might 
go and put 100% of yourself out there and ask the girl or the guy out. And then you get, you get a no or you get rejected. So in that moment, you might make it mean that, that you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, decide that, okay, well, I'm not going to put 100% of me out there again because that's the person that I need to be to not experience that again. I'll only put 60 or 70% of me out there. And that moment is very much unconsciously being held on to. And it's the thinking of the past. If we continue to hold on to the past and the same thinking, then we're going to create the same future mm-hmm. because everything starts with the thought. Our thoughts create our, our, our reality and our experience because how we, we think and then we feel. And the way that we feel uh, in terms of the law of attraction, our, our body's energy is the magnet that draws events and experiences into our reality. So by continuing to be a victim of the past and holding on to the past, you're just going to create more of the same future by having the same thoughts. If you're holding on thinking, oh, I only need to be 60% of myself, or I can only be 60% of myself is the amount that I'm going to put out there, but I'm not having any relationships. Well, if you continue to hold on to that fear and hold on to that current level of thinking and not create any change, then how can you actually expect change in the future? So it's, it's Yeah, sorry. It's, it's, it's coming to this, this point where you realize that the same thinking creates the same results because Absolutely. the problem isn't the problem. It's how we look at the problem that is the problem. It's our, it's our perception. And the, the, the real cool thing is we actually have so much more personal power to create change than we think. Um, it comes to a place of stepping up and taking 100% responsibility for our realities that empowers us to create that change, create that, um, that personal change within change our thinking, let go of the fears and start putting our energy behind the thoughts that we want to experience. Mm, Beautiful, Andrew. Now, before we dive into the five steps, let's talk a little bit about you and who you are and some of your experiences with anxiety and then more importantly, how you started recognizing that you could do something about this. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm 26 years old, always had a passion and interest for human behavior, the mind, the way it works, the universe uh, loved, you know, Buddhist teachings and philosophies and stuff. And I've really always just been a big thinker of how to view life, how to view situations to, to be more comfortable within myself, to get a better result, to be happier in general. Um, and I've loved the power of the mind so much because it is the power of the mind that changes all of this. And if you're looking to create something physical in life, it starts with the mind. It starts with the thought. If you're looking to let go of a fear and feel more comfortable within yourself, you can do that right now. What I really love is that you don't have to chase those shoulds of life and society of thinking, when I get the $100,000 a year, then I'll be happy. When I get the promotion, then I'll be happy. When I get the, the, the nice big house, the car, the family then I'll be happy. Well, the real cool thing is that you can, you can change so many things right now without being externally dependent on things for you to be happy. So that is a huge drive um, in what got me into the line of work that I'm in. And I've been in this line of work for about two years now. And when I started my studies, that's when I was really able to overcome my anxieties because I was able to very much look within at the meanings that I'm placing on things, um, the fears that I'm holding on to, the way my behavior is avoiding particular things and how that's working for me. And as I said at the start, by bringing all of these things to my self-awareness, it empowered me to create the change that I want because everything that we do works for us on some level or else we wouldn't be doing it. Correct. And every- <laughs> exactly, yeah. And everything that we do gets us a result. The question to ask is, is it getting me the result that I want? If the answer is no, you go about creating the change. Um, so learning about the human behavior within my studies, within my, the coaching institute that, I, that I've been attending, and also just reading a lot of different books on spirituality, yeah, law of attraction, mm-hmm. um, surrender, letting go, Buddhism, and so on, is just expanding my knowledge to then, you know, Get that understanding of human behavior. When we understand why we're doing what we're doing and why we're thinking the way that we are, 
that level of awareness is the start of change, in, in, in my opinion, because once you have that awareness, it's like, okay, do I, do I subscribe back into this pattern or strategy? Yes, I can. However, now that I've got this awareness, I can take the step back and make a better decision. Nice. Very nice. So let's do a deep dive into the five steps. Number one, you talk about getting it wrong. What does that mean? So what stirs up a lot of anxiety is getting it wrong, making a mistake, failing. And it's very much the consequences of those things or the perceived consequences. So I used to avoid mistakes altogether. uh, And avoiding mistakes was the biggest mistake for me. Um, I was wanting to try and project this image of very capable, cool, calm, collected, nothing bothered me type thing um so i wanted to avoid the mistakes because the thing is it wasn't the mistake itself that i was worried about or fearful of it's how i thought i would be perceived or judged for that mistake Mm -hmm. Uh, you know unfortunately a lot of times people think that they will be defined by their mistakes and or they define themselves by their mistakes so as I mentioned before, there's meanings that we put around things and nothing has meaning except for the meaning that we give it. And the cool thing is that even if we're you know, not aware of it or not, we've, we've actually put meanings around things and the cool thing is that we can change those meanings. So the meanings that I used to put around making mistakes was that if I made a mistake, it meant that I was incapable and inadequate mm-hmm. and it also it also meant that that's how I was going to be perceived. That's how I was going to be judged. So I wanted to avoid that at all, at all costs because even though I hadn't, didn't have that level of awareness yet, that's, that's what I'd made it mean. So if I made a mistake, I was going to feel that way. So I was very anxious and fearful of feeling that way. And, you know, we grew up in a, you know, the Western world, the Western society, where there is such an emphasis on, success and achievement yes and there is that negative connotation around failure or or making mistakes there's punishment or trouble for getting it wrong at times whereas getting it wrong making mistakes it's just a part of it's such a part of life it's it's inevitable you can't avoid it if you choose to you're going to live a very stuck limited life agreed yes but it's scary it's scary for people it's it's scary to face that that self incrimination and judgment from others or perceived judgment from others. So, so that brings us into number two, which is calling out your fears. Um, Fear is such a huge monster that people battle with all the time. Fear of being good enough, fear of failure, fear of loss. How do we call out our fears? Yeah. So first off, anxiety comes from a place of fear. That's what it's, how it stirs up, you know, that fear stirs up the fight or flight response, which is, you know, ingrained in us, which back in the caveman days, you know, served its function uh, perfectly. Whereas now it's, it's more the perceived fear that stirs up and puts us into the flight response. Mm-hmm. So calling out your fears and the way that it works is, is again, bringing your awareness to it. So by trying to cover up what you think you're fearful of, keeping up a lie, running from the truth, this takes a lot more energy than it does than bringing that honesty to the table and, and shining the light on the darkness is, is the kind of the way that I like to put it. Mm. So a real cool quote is that it's better to face the short-term pain of a truth than the long-term pain of an illusion. Ah. And, and as I said before, it takes a lot less energy to be honest with yourself than it does to kind of keep this running and and run from a lie. And there's three universal fears that we experience in life and they're across country, they're across culture, as as said, they're universal. And they're completely normal, by the way. And they are the fear of not being good enough or being found out, the fear of not belonging, and the fear of not being loved. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to go into a quick personal story here, which will completely demonstrate calling out your fears. Fantastic, good. I used to have a have this fear and this insecurity that I have only chose to, to share it with two friends of mine. And 
whenever this conversation or this topic would come up, I had the fear of being found out. And because that fear came up, I've, I felt fake. I felt like a fraud. I was shy. I was reserved. I went back into a shell because I feared that at any moment I could be found out for this thing. And it was very uncomfortable when this topic of conversation was coming up. So what I wanted, I, I was, you know, I wanted the change. I wanted that weight off my shoulders. So what I did was individually with, with two of my good friends, I spoke to them individually and, and just embraced the vulnerability of, of calling out this fear, shining the light on the fear and, and sharing an insecurity. And by doing so, it brought it to the surface. It took away its power. It took away its hold over me because I faced it head on. I didn't try and run from it. I didn't have my back to it. I faced it head on and I put that light on the darkness so it didn't have that hold anymore. And as a result of sharing it with my friends, it, it was a weight off your shoulders. And I really encourage people to to do something like this or at least to, in a, in a group that you feel comfortable with, if it's on Facebook or something, just really call out your fears or just on a notepad for yourself. This is what I'm genuinely fearful of. Mm-hmm. Because then when this conversation came up, this, this topic, I could then share within it and, and talk without having to, without feeling like I had to be fake and be like, oh, yeah, cool, this mm-hmm. and that, whatever. Um, and there was no longer that fear of being found out because mm-hmm. with these two friends uh, and the ones that it mattered with most to me was it, it was there. It was out there. It was on the surface. It was the, the, the light had been shone on the darkness and it no longer had that hold on me. I wasn't trying to put that energy to keep myself uh, safe from it, to run away from it. Um, I'd brought it into my awareness where I was then able to let go of it and be free from it. And this is how you call out your fears. Um, and it really is like taking a weight off your shoulders because holding on to that negative energy, which is what you are doing, whether you think it or not, it is a choice to hold on. Holding on to this negative energy within your body is a lot harder to do than it is to let go of it. And Absolutely. Before, yeah, before going into it, it's that it's the perceived fear. It's this. It's the ego talking, thinking I need to hold on to this mm-hmm. um, because it's keeping me safe. Whereas it's all it's all just an illusion. And as you as you get into this and and experience it more and more, you become more confident with it. Knowing that, and this is a, this is a little belief that I have that works for me is that the grass is always greener on the other side of letting go. Mm, nice, and that really helps me, yeah, to let go of the things. And because, yeah, just straight up, the grass is greener on the other side of letting go. And when you let go of that, you can then choose to put your energy behind the thoughts that you want to experience. Fantastic, and you know it's really important. We we t- we've talked a lot about this in the past on Transpersonal Radio, but. When you're holding on to that negative energy, it not only keeps you stuck in anxiety, but it will eventually manifest itself physically in illness and disease. So it's really, really important to call it out, face it, get it out into the light, as you say, so that you can have not just getting rid of the anxiety, but also not succumbing to physical ailments as well. Exactly. Yeah. And just finally on the calling out the fears, one of the really cool things was by embracing my vulnerability and taking the courage to, to share that insecurity with my friends, mm-hmm. for, for one of them that I spoke to, the coolest thing was I gave him permission to do the same thing and it's exactly what he did. Nice. By, so you created by, a safe space. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. By, by bringing the courage to embrace my vulnerability and what I really believe is that I communicated and I would love to get this message out to so many people is that it's okay, you know? We, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be insecure. We all have them. Yet mm-hmm. when we step out the front door, a lot of us put on this mask yes. because there's this silly social myth that vulnerability equals weakness. Yes. Whereas vulnerability is in fact the highest form of courage. I couldn't agree with you more, Andrew. Let's talk about another big one, number three, which is judgment. Oh my goodness. This is, this is, a, this is a huge monster in the room because we deal with self-judgment we we deal with judgment from others sometimes we find ourselves judging and i like to teach the difference between judgment and discernment but 
let's focus on judgment for a moment because it can be so detrimental and damaging. Talk to us about letting go of judgment. Yeah, so judgment, worrying what others might think um, and then, you know, unfortunately believing that about yourself at times brings about a lot of anxiety and, of course, very much social anxiety. And a big old realization I had for myself when I was socially anxious was that I was trying to be someone else because uh, that was who I thought I needed to be in order to tick off those three universal fears, Mm. to be loved, to be good enough, and to belong. And the person that I thought I needed to be was very charismatic, very confident, the funny guy, telling the jokes, um, not caring, you know, like nothing can bother me because I'm just so comfortable within myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that's who I needed to be for other people to like me and to accept me. And what happens is when we think we need to be this person, we, we, we put that in place, this image, and then there's also these expectations that we put in place of ourself. Mm-hmm. And what happens is when the expectations don't get met, we make it mean that we're not good enough mm-hmm. and that we, we won't be loved and that we won't belong. <clears throat> and what I realized was I, this, this question, who is it that you think you need to be in order to be loved, to be good enough, and to belong. And bring, I brought that, those answers to my awareness and realized that I wanted to be that person because I thought that's who I needed to be. When I let go of the need, I came to a place where I just wanted to be myself. And I've asked this question to so many of my clients, and when you let go of who you think you need to be, you then can embrace who you are. And you do this by looking around and thinking, you know, there's a law of consciousness, like goes to like. Who are the people that I like to connect with at a party? If I go to a party, I don't want, I actually don't want to be the, 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 the funny guy bouncing around, um, you know, the, the front of the house telling the jokes <laughs> and whatnot. I prefer to be sitting down with, with two or three people, four people, connecting on, on a different level. And so I, I took the law of consciousness, like goes to like, and what you see within another, you must have within yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and realize that I love these people for who they are, and I love connecting with them the way that I do. So what I just did, and what so many of us struggle to do at times, is I flipped it. You know, we're our own worst critics. So I just, I flipped it and thought, well, if I love them, and like goes to like, then it must. By laws of the universe... And human behavior, it must work the other way. And I started to think, well, I like these people for all of those things. And I have all of those things within me. I actually don't need to be this other person up here that I'm thinking I need to be. So I can now let go of that and then embrace who I am. And how that helps with judgment is because the big thing with judgment is a lack of self-love and a lack of self-trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's a really cool insight for, for everyone listening is that what, and it's going to take, because sometimes we struggle to, to get, to, to bring the honesty, to get to the honest truth of, of what's going on. And this one gets you right there. What you think other people are thinking of you is in fact what you think of yourself. Uh-huh. And it takes you right there. So if you're going into someone, you're like, I think, I think people might think I'm a bit goofy or a bit, or a bit stupid or I, or I say dumb things at times, then let go of the resistance, bring the honesty. That's what you think of yourself. And that's, that's bringing that honesty, that short-term pain of the, of the truth and the long-term pain of illusion because when you bring that honesty, it does this cool thing, which we we're talking about, expand your self-awareness. And once it's in your self-awareness, then you can look at that and create the change there. Mm, very nice so and I love how you said what you think other people are thinking about you is usually what you're thinking of yourself aside from certain people who just kind of say something to you but you're absolutely right that the core the absolute core of this is we often project onto others what we actually are thinking ourselves so fascinating and I really appreciate you sharing that because it's really important this is a key issue now let's yeah. talk about another really big one, which is vulnerability. And I know personally, I struggled with this one 
most of my life because I came from a very abusive, unstable background. I came from a background where I was constantly in survival mode. And so vulnerability for me wasn't an option. And, and I became one of those people who put up a lot of walls and became very hard. You know, I had the hard shell and, and uh, just really tough and aloof and cold. And, and that's what I felt like I needed to do to survive. And you talk about, you know, this person I think I need to be. I just love that because I resonated with that as well. And I had this picture in my mind, this is who I need to be. You know, I need to be strong. I need to be tough. I can't let anybody see weakness. And but I was miserable. I was so miserable. And I felt like I don't really connect to anyone and no one really gets me. And I'm all alone. I'm isolated. Yet I couldn't be vulnerable. So Let's talk about embracing uncertainty and vulnerability and how people can actually do that. Yeah, okay, awesome. So the step four and five very much combine into each other. Okay. And it is, step five is how you do it. Step four will just, it will definitely take a look at vulnerability and uncertainty. So anxiety stirs up from situations with an uncertain outcome. We don't know what's going to happen. We're fearful of what might happen and, and whether or not we uh, can handle it. The big question with fear is, can I handle it? Um, and that's a great question for people to ask with, a, with an uncertain outcome. Or even if you think, we'll go back to the example of asking someone out. You go, it's, you're, not, you're not anxious about the actual doing. You get anxious about the perceived consequences or the mm-hmm. perceived outcome. Mm-hmm. So... To ask the question, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to go up. I'm going to ask this girl out. What am I? Let's let's bring that honesty of the. What am I fearful of? I'm fearful of getting rejected and, and feeling embarrassed. Could I handle that? If the answer is yes, stop thinking, start taking action. Nice. Richard Branson, a uh, a man who knows probably just a thing or two about making decisions. <laughs> Um, his decision-making strategy and criteria is what's the worst-case scenario? Could I handle it? Mm. If it's I'm going to put my, my, you know, my, myself into this idea and, you know, for him, maybe I, I could lose a million dollars or $10 million. Could I handle that? Yes, he could handle that. Bam, let's go for it, see what happens. So the big question with fear is, is can I handle it? And you embrace uncertainty with the certainty of yourself. And to get that certainty of yourself, a great way is to ask that question, can I handle it? And then with the vulnerability. So, again, vulnerability is the highest form of courage. And as you were saying before, when you were younger, you, you, you couldn't be vulnerable. So you put up those walls and, you know, you had to be strong and whatnot. And the thing is, when that happens, that's very much uh, embracing the masculine, and taking, yes. on the mas- taking on the masculine energy, walls up, nah, I'm strong, don't need anyone, can do it on my own. Uh, whereas there is more strength, the true strength that really comes is actually from the feminine energy and it is from embracing that vulnerability. Vulnerability is very feminine energy and as I said before, the highest form of courage is vulnerability. Now, if you're only going into that masculine, putting those walls up, it, you can't completely utilize and capitalize on that masculine energy because other energy is being you know, taken up, hiding that truth and, and avoiding that vulnerability. When you then embrace vulnerability and you know, call out your fears, you, can, you then let go of all that negative energy and then you're at a place where you can then put 100% into that masculine, if that makes sense. It completely makes sense. And I love that you say that. And just, you know, along those lines, I don't know if you know this or not, it's really interesting. We're actually leaving the Pisces era right now, which is all that masculine energy. And we're coming into an age of Aquarius, which is which is the feminine. So... I believe that's a lot of what we're seeing right now globally with a lot of the tension and, and uh, the masculine has had a grip on our society and our way of thinking, our media, our politics. Everything has been so masculine driven in this Pisces era, which is now fading out and the feminine is coming in. And as you said, Andrew, the true courage, the true strength really is in embracing that feminine energy. Yeah, absolutely. So how you go about embracing it is look at your meanings. 
Look at look at what you're fearful of because it's never the th- it's never the thing that's right in front of you. If you come into a coaching session, the, you've got your surface issue, and then you've got what's really going on. So, with vulnerability, look at what you make vulnerability mean, and if you'd like to make it mean the highest form of courage, let go of the weakness if that's what's around it, and then be like, okay, so what am I fearful of if I were to embrace my vulnerability? You might be fearful of rejection, of someone else being uncomfortable with you. And if that's the case, know this principle and apply it. And, and this is, comes into the, to that level three of the judgment as well, is that everything is internal. Nothing is external. So if I was to embrace my vulnerability with someone and it made them feel uncomfortable, it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with what's going on within them and for them. However, unfortunately, a lot of times with these unconscious meanings is we make it mean that, oh, I shouldn't have done that or that I'm not good enough. Same if someone bees rude or bullies us. It has everything to do with them and their ego. Their ego wants to feel more and it, unfortunately it does it in an unresourceful way by putting other people's down to feel superior. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with, with me and everything to do with how they feel about them. People who, everyone, how you treat others is a reflection of your inner state and how you feel about yourself so embrace vulnerability with the trust and the love of yourself that it will be okay and with anxiety embracing the vulnerability is moving out of your head and moving into your heart because fear and doubt and worry and anxiety lives in the head with the ego and there's there's gains from living in the head there's a perceived level of control um you can you know Try and choose how you're going to react to things. Uh, you can analyze and try and predict. Being in your head, overthinking and worrying about things so much is, the, is our job of doing the best that we can to try and feel prepared for the uncertain. And that's, you know, the uncertain stirs up the anxious feelings. And it's like, I don't know if I could handle it, so I'm going to run 50 scenarios of how a conversation <laughs> might go. Right. <laughs> so that I feel somewhat prepared. When I was socially anxious, this is what I'd do. 50 mm-hmm. different ways the conversation can go, what mm-hmm. I'd say, what they'd say, to feel somewhat prepared. So to get out of the head and move into heart, into the heart is to trust that me being me is good enough. Trust that I will respond and say something fine, I won't embarrass myself or be silly. And then the love that, you know what, if I don't be perfect, which of course I'm never going to, um, I'm still going to love myself either way at the end of the day. And that's, that's how you go into that and that's how you embrace that vulnerability. And if you want to share an insecurity or vulnerability, um, I'm not going and doing this on a, on a global level, to some level maybe at times. However, as I mentioned in the, so far in the, in the interview is that I've only shared that insecurity with two people, two people that I feel deserved it, earned it, and that I felt comfortable with, mm-hmm. and it got me the result that I wanted. If this topic of conversation comes up with other people um, and they don't, they, have, they don't know about the, the insecurity and vulnerability, I'm fine with it. It was these two people that I wanted to share it with and embrace that vulnerability and show, show insecurities, show the, the, the innocent child within that, is scared of this and that, knowing that it's okay, that we all have them and, and that, you know, a belief that I take in and that worked with my mate is that it's giving permission to other people to do the same, it's, which is a beautiful thing in life to be able to give to someone to say, hey, man, it's okay. Absolutely. And allow them that space and that opportunity to, to embrace their vulnerability. That's a true gift. Yeah, absolutely. So... You embrace uncertainty with the certainty of yourself and you embrace vulnerability with trust and love because you're getting out of your head and you're becoming present in the moment. And when you're present and you're there, it's trusting that that space of consciousness that I'm in and and loving that space of consciousness that you're in, that whatever you come back with is fine. It's not going to be silly. It's not going to be stupid. There's not that anxiousness. There's not that, that stutter that lives within the head where you're trying to live up to this image of being perfect or of the person that you think you need to be. So get into the vulnerabilities, getting out of your heart and into your head and it, and it comes with trust and love, changing your meanings and one step at a time if it works for you, diving straight in if it works for you, 
but it is certainly feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Mm, yes, and that was a that was a great book, by the way. Feeling the fear and, and feel the fear and do it anyway. That was pivotal for me about ten years ago, I think already. My goodness, that I read that. But anyway, absolutely, feel the fear and do it anyway. And and uh, and I just want to touch on trust just quickly because that was another big one for me, coming from my background, uh, trusting others and trusting myself. I know, and I absolutely agree with you. That's a key component to this whole puzzle do you have any insight for those who are really struggling with the idea of trust how to make that first tentative step of being able to do that yeah and and trust is massive i find it Mm -hmm. all the time in clients with anxiety because anxiety comes from fear doubt worry and whatnot Mm -hmm. so a big way to go about it is to start start trusting in yourself and in the process, in the journey of life. And this is trusting that the mistakes are teaching you what you need to learn. Mm. Trusting that the rejections are pointing you in the right direction. Trusting that the setbacks are making you even stronger. And it's, it's trusting in the feeling, that intuition. It's not trusting in the, the emotions because if you get caught into the fear and start trusting the fear, you, you'll have a particular reality, a particular result. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's trusting in that, that intuition and being okay with what's going to happen and, and trusting that, yeah, this is leading me down the right path. And it's, the thing is with trusting the intuition, holding on to the fear, it is, it, usually it's easier and it's more comfortable. There's a level of pain, but there's a level of comfort. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times with, with trusting the intuition, it's going into the uncertain. It's going into the unknown. It might be a little bit harder to start, and it's choosing to trust that this, this is the right path and that, that feeling of, of intuition. So I was speaking to a friend the other day, and they were holding on to a relationship where the, the girl wasn't treating them that well um and on on a level there's like i know that this this isn't right for me that's the, the intuition mm-hmm. but then the fear creeps in well i'm even though this love isn't the love that i'm looking for that i deserve i'm gonna hold on to it because what if no other love ever comes along again mm-hmm. so looking at that situation it is it is trusting that intuition that this isn't right for me and thinking of course love will come on for me again. Look at the way the world works. Look at everyone who gets together, experiences mm-hmm. love. And trusting that feeling that, you know what, it's, it's going to be, it might be a bit hard to start and it's going to hurt for now. And it's, it's looking at that intuition, just being like, oh, this, this is what the feeling's telling with me. You know what, I'm going to go with it. And the more that you do that, the more you build that muscle. And the, the more the trust grows. And guys, life isn't going to be all strawberries kisses and and roses you know there's gonna be mistakes there's gonna be rejections there's gonna be setbacks but the cool thing is you're never gonna learn and grow from just winning at everything Mm. and if you took the easy ride and all of a sudden you're up there high you're gonna get to a high that you're not the person that can handle that high Mm -hmm. and you're gonna crash and burn the thing is, every mistake, you can ask yourself, what's this mistake? Or even, what's the universe trying to teach me here? Mm-hmm. What can I learn? And every rejection, every setback is pointing in the right direction. It's making you stronger. It's growing. It's from, the, it's from the down times that you grow. It's from those times looking within thinking, you know, can things get better, that you learn and grow. And, and a way that I love to look at it is think, think about anyone that you meet here on television, radio, stories, that's gone through a lot of adversity – I always hear, I wouldn't change a thing because it's made me the person that I am today. That's it. That's absolutely it. Exactly. Because every bit of suffering is a gift from the universe moving you towards the best version of yourself that you can be. I love that. So it's, yeah. And it's, it is, it is trusting in yourself, trusting in the journey of life. I'll tell you what, next time there's, you see the easy option and it's comfortable and you see the other option, but you've got that bit of a feeling and it's a bit uncertain that's your opportunity to make a choice and to go with it. Because if you're going to stay stuck, it's still a choice. Mm-hmm. You know? take, some, take some responsibility <laughs> for the results in your life. Ah. If it's unconscious or conscious or conscious whatever, it's a choice that you're making. Mm-hmm. That might scare some people away 
um, or it might empower the crap out of others. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> talk about that for a minute, Andrew. I wanted yeah. to I wanted to address. So, you say that we are creators of our reality, and we are more powerful beyond measure. Along with that idea, you are a big proponent of self-responsibility, and I could not agree more. Share a little more about your paradigm about being responsible, because there's a lack of accountability in general these days. It's more, you know, it's somebody else's fault, or it wasn't my fault. Let's talk about self-responsibility and how that actually can be a source of empowerment. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a success principle called cause and effect, and it's uh, above the line or below the line thinking. Below the line is you're at effect. So you're at effect to the things that happen in your life. It's blame, stories, excuses, justification, you know, oh, well, if that didn't happen, I could do this. If this person would just that, then I could do this. Mm-hmm. And just take a look at it. It's, it's things that are external to you. And you're, you're throwing away your personal power to something outside of you and you're being completely dependent on something else happening. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned before, the, the shoulds of life and this path that society has set out, you know, the, the big bank account, the job and whatnot, it's like, oh, when I get the promotion, then mm-hmm. I feel happy. You know what you've just done? You've made your happiness completely external on getting that job promotion. Mm-hmm. and. It's saying that, well, until what it's actually communicating is, until then, I can't be happy. And a huge, uh, a very common thing a lot of people do this with is an intimate partner. Um, when I get a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, uh, all problems will be fixed and life will be just happy. It's, hmm. it's, communi- it's communicating that right now you're not good enough and that life's not good. And then it's so the old when and then. And then you mm-hmm. get there and you realize, uh, you know what, My, all problems aren't fixed and all problems aren't solved. Mm-hmm. Then you've got above-the-line thinking, which has been at cause, and it's empowerment. It's taking 100% responsibility for all results and all non-results. So when things go crap, take responsibility. Because if, if you don't take responsibility when things go crap, you can't take responsibility when things go good. Ah. It, it just doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. So, for example... I'm sitting here with a bit of a with a bit of excess weight from a couple of beers going on and <laughs> this is a choice that I've made. Mm-hmm. When you look at it that way, this is a choice that I've made. Now I haven't consciously thought, you know what, I'm going to put on a couple of kilos. Mm. I haven't consciously thought that. I you know, prefer to have the six pack or whatever. But I'm taking responsibility for the results and non-results because if I say that my, my current physical position is a result of uh, not having enough time or not having enough money to buy the right foods or just being so busy, then it's, it's like uh, it's not up to me. How can I change it then? If it's actually not my fault, how can I change it? Um, but if I take 100% responsibility for all results and non-results, then I'm empowered to realize that I can create the change, that it is up to me to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And you can look in your life and there can be results that you're like, yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that. You know, I'm not going into that and creating this amazing change, but I'm cool with it, you know, where you'd like to be with your life. But it's taking, as I've said, I've said it many times already, 100% responsibility for all results and non-results. And when you come to this place, you realize that if things want to be different, if I want things to be different, it's got to start with me. It's got to start with my thinking. It's got to start with my thoughts. Um, and that is how we do create our realities, the law of attraction. It's, mm-hmm. it's always at work. And the cool thing about it is you can look at your – you can learn so much about your internal world by looking at your external world because your external world is a reflection of your internal world. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Andrew, you've created an ebook. Called 30 Days to an Anxiety Free 2016, which our listeners can download for free. How yeah. do people find that ebook? So you go to my website, which is www.apcoaching.com.au, and on the homepage there, it'll be in the top right 30 Days to an Anxiety Free 2016, which I've also added audio to as well, um, just 
to give a bit more value. I find that I get a bit go, going a bit better on audio rather than the written word. Um, so you've got the steps in an audio series, and then you've also got the ebook itself. Fantastic. Now we have listeners all over the world, and I just I that's one of the things I love about doing transpersonal radio because I get to speak to people all all over the world, amazing people like you. You're in Australia, and and we also have listeners all around the world. So. For those listeners who have resonated with what you've had to say today, which is just a complete, I'm just in awe because you have so much insight and I love it. What's the best way for listeners to reach out to you? Do you do in person for those who are near you? Would you be available to do Skype sessions for those who are outside of Australia? How can people get a hold of you and reach you and get to know more about you and what you have to offer? Yeah, awesome. So I do work internationally with clients, um, and that is done by Skype, if it's within Australia, uh, just on the phone, um, and can do some face-to-face if you're in Melbourne. Uh, Always give a complimentary coaching session to give people an experience of coaching itself, and then also an experience of working with me. Make sure that we're we're aligned before we take those steps forward in in the journey. Um, As I mentioned, the website is www.com apcoaching.com.au and also got my my Facebook presence as well which is uh, AP Success www.facebook.com forward slash AP Success um, and you'll find all of that from the website and then you can get in contact with me through Facebook um, through email through yeah through Skype as well through phone um, there, there, there are the options there so head to the website um and you can go from there. Also check out the, the Facebook business page because my website will be going under construction soon. Um, and all the details are there. And I'm, I'm responding within yeah, half an hour to, to most messages for sure. Fantastic. Andrew, thank you so much for spending some time with us today and sharing your insight with our listeners. You had some great insight for me as well. I feel better already. I'm much more relaxed. And uh, I'm just I really appreciate you spending time and sharing your your knowledge with us. So, again, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much, Angela. I really appreciate um, having me on the show, the opportunity to to share some of this and give some value to your listeners. So thank you very much. Absolutely. And Transpersonal Radio listeners, again, make sure you check out Andrew's website. Make sure you go to his Facebook page and download his ebook. He's This is a lot of work that's gone into this, and it's something that can be very helpful. I know a lot of people are experiencing anxiety right now, and this is something that can really help you out. So thanks for listening, and until next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Trans- Transpersonal Radio. If you'd like to suggest a future, future topic or be a, be a guest, visit transpersonalradio.com. Call the hotline at 619-800-6057 or, or like our page, facebook.com slash transpersonalradio.